Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number 11. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. This is a podcast that is devoted to helping you, the small to medium-sized business owner, become more effective, more proficient, and productive in your business through delegating tasks to a virtual assistant. Hey, I am so glad you guys are back here. Another week of podcasting uh, related to virtual assistants. And I've got to say, I am loving the feedback that I am getting from the community out there. Just, I mean, it's, it's exciting to know that by sitting behind a microphone once a week, sharing my experiences, uh, my limited experience of having a virtual assistant just since January of this year and how it's changed my life and my business and made me more profitable and, and allowed me to spend more time with my wife and kids and, and to do things in my business that wouldn't get done otherwise, uh, how just me sharing that has caused many other folks out there to actually have their lives, their businesses radically transformed. And I'm I'm delighted. Please continue to send that feedback. I, I want to hear, and, and I'll tell you what, some of you have called in and I'm going to play some messages today, but I want to encourage you. I really want to encourage you. I, I know for a fact there are a lot of you out there who have hired a virtual assistant and it's going very well and you're emailing me, you talked to me at PodCamp Ohio this past weekend but we want to hear your voice. If you wouldn't mind, give me a call on the voicemail feedback hotline. Because, you know, it's one thing to hear this guy, Cliff Ravenscraft, and the fact that he's been successful in doing this. But the more people that call in, the more it will help un- people understand that there are a lot of people who are benefiting from having a virtual assistant. So we want to hear from you. 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number 859 795 Four zero six seven. Now, I do want to say that I heard a conversation. I had a conversation with somebody recently, and I heard somebody mention that they had, uh, you know, that they hear that a lot of people are inspired to do all kinds of things when they hear me uh, talk about things. And, and I never want to inspire somebody to do something that isn't going to be a complete win for them. And um, I, I guess this I, I'm not certain of, you know, if this person came away with an understanding or the feeling that perhaps maybe somebody made a decision, jumped right into a 20 hour a week kind of a situation with a virtual or not 20 hour a week, but 20 hours a month with a virtual assistant, which I happen to know that that person did not go with VA, uh, contemporary VA, but um, but with another firm. I had heard that there is an offer to kind of share hours like there was plenty of hours left over and uh, was offering to kind of split those hours with somebody else. He's like, listen, if you got some tasks, I can have the VA. Maybe we can split this. And, you know, the the person t- that told me the story, it, it was just in passing conversation. But uh, it made it sound as though that maybe this person kind of bit off more than they could chew in the area of having a virtual assistant and that, you know. I certainly don't want people to jump out there. And if 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 that's the case, I want to encourage you to do things that are right for your business. And I want to encourage you to consider 
giving more stuff to your virtual assistant. Here, though, anybody who owns their own business, okay, you already have more things than you can do. Um, before you go, you know, asking somebody else to split your hours with you and, and, and kind of have two businesses try to, you know, use one virtual assistant and stuff like that. Really, I would encourage you to investigate how much it is that you are delegating and what you're not delegating. And if you don't have enough work to get delegate and, and, and you're not working 12, 14, 16 hours a day at your business, then then maybe maybe it's maybe you don't need a virtual assistant you know in fact one of the things that that people ask me often it's it's the most common question that i get is how do you train your virtual assistant you know i find it's easier to do tasks on my own than it is to train my virtual assistant and i've i've answered that question and i know it in the last two episodes and i and, and my first immediate response is well do it yourself first before you before you teach your virtual assistant to do it do it yourself and and if all of a sudden you find yourself working at the same thing over and over and over again, you know, I, I, for example, equipment orders for me, I know that I was spending several hours every week processing equipment orders. I know that I spend a couple hours a week uploading and posting podcast episodes to websites. I know that I spend hours you know, configuring, you know, people's uh, plus memberships, you know, whether or not they're over here, whether or not they need to, you know, their PayPal needs to be reset, whatever the case may be. I know that I spend, uh, you know, hours doing all of these different things. And I know that these are all things that I could do to train somebody else how to do them. And it's when I've done them myself and I can see that there's this re, uh, pattern that I'm just doing this over and over and over and over again. And and it doesn't make sense for somebody to hire a virtual assistant, you know, and pay them 20 bucks an hour if you're not making more than 20 bucks an hour yourself. So if you're only making 20 bucks an hour uh, and you have somebody else do it, then, then it doesn't make a lot of sense with, it, with the exception that at 20 bucks an hour, you're working 10 or 14 hours a day and you want to spend some more quality time with the kids you know, in the, in the, in the family, then, then that could make sense that way. But certainly don't go out there and jump right into this. If you're just not busy enough to where you can't delegate things. Now, to be honest with you, I don't know very many people that don't have uh, 20 hours worth of work that they could delegate. I mean, it, it, there, I mean, my goodness, what I would do if I had a virtual assistant and I had them for 20 hours a month, and I was, let's just say I was only using 10 or 15 of them, which I can't imagine, then what I would do is I would task my virtual assistant uh, to, you know, to have, um, I would task my virtual assistant to go and research something that has something to do with my business and come up with a business plan on an additional revenue stream. That's what I would, I would give them that task. I'd say, listen, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, everything that I have you doing for me for the next week to two weeks, I'm actually going to do it all myself. I don't want you to do any of these tasks. And I want you to spend, you know, five hours a week for the next two weeks. And I want you to develop. I want you to research and find a creative way that I can add another stream of income to my business. Give them that task. And then what you do is say, okay, that I want you to supply me with four, at least four or five ideas of income streams 
that I could add to my business and what I offer. And then I want and and then when they come up with that, you say, okay, I want you to come up with some ways that we can, um, you know, implement this. And I want you to put some some procedures and workflows into place. And now I want you to market that for me. And I want you to do it. I'm telling you, there are options. There are possibilities out there that we haven't even tapped into. One of the things that I can recall is this. I I remember when my wife and I first bought this house that we're in right now. Now, I will tell you, this isn't a podcast about my personal life, but I want to give you a principle through a story. All right, my wife and I, for the first, oh, I I don't know. I have no clue. First eight, nine, ten years of our marriage, we rented. Okay, we rented. And the first several years of our marriage, we were crazy with finances. And when I mean crazy with finances, I mean reckless. And we we put things on credit cards. We It got to the point where we had several tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Unsecured credit card debt. Plus, I had a student loan. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was out of control. I came across this guy named Dave Ramsey, started listening to him, and it was right at the time where we were thinking about buying a house. And we we started doing some of the principles and incorporating some of the principles that we had learned from Dave Ramsey, and we started paying down our debt in a very big way. Now, the thing is, though, is we were outgrowing the home that we were renting, And we desperately wanted to get into a new home. And the truth is we couldn't afford it. We could not afford the house that we're in today at the time. And the reason why I can tell you that we couldn't afford it is because we bought this house with zero money down. Zero money down. I mean, we had... We were scraping things together just so we could make sure that we could pay for the closing costs. So... Our, now, I will tell you that since then, my wife and I are now completely 100% debt-free minus our mortgage. Um, and, and so thank you, Dave Ramsey, for the principles and the values. They absolutely work. Uh, but anyway, in fact, if you want to hear a little bit more about that story, gosh, we talked about it. This We recorded an episode a long time ago uh, before we were debt-free, I think. We were still in the process. And I'm just pulling it up here so I can tell you. Yes, if you go to gspn.tv slash debt-free, gosh, I recorded that a couple years ago with Stephanie, and uh, gspn.tv slash debt-free, we shared shared our story there. We've since become debt-free, but here's the situation. Even though we were working towards paying down our debt, even though we were listening to the principles and values of Dave Ramsey that he was expelling, and we knew everything that he said was common sense, it, it was true, and all this stuff, we still decided to move into this house, even though we couldn't afford it. But here's the situation. I knew that I wanted this house, and I wanted this house bad enough that I became very creative in the ways that I found uh, to generate additional income so that I could afford for us to make sure that we never missed a payment, uh, and we never have. And, and not only that, we bought the house and I not only did we buy the house, not only have we never missed a mortgage payment, but we actually paid off an additional couple thousand dollars worth of debt after we purchased the house. So so we 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 did well. But the thing is, what I want to say is how what what's the principle here? The principle is that sometimes 
you don't you can't come up with ways of creatively generating income or you can't find ways creatively to to fill somebody's schedule unless you make a commitment to go into it. So in one way, I hear stories like I just, you know, I just shared with you with this person who is offering now to all of a sudden share and split hours with somebody else. Um, you know, I hear that. And one part of me says, man, should I really be suggesting that people do what I do and 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 kind of go cold turkey and, and, and or not cold turkey, but go full blown into a 20 hour dollar, 20 hour per month commitment. And, my, you know, even though I see some hesitation there, I want to say that, yeah, I still believe in that value of going in and hiring somebody and a, reti- a retainer of 20 hours because for me, it forced me to find things to delegate. And I am delegating things to my assistant that I would not have delegated otherwise. But it, it but man, I sure do feel bad when I hear somebody who, who is paying for somebody at 20 hours a month and they're not delegating and in fact that some of those hours are either possibly going to waste or they're you know they're offering to to split this off with somebody else it just sounds to me like that that maybe they're not delegating some of the work that that they possibly have maybe they're holding it on on onto it for some reason or uh, maybe they just don't have enough work and maybe hopefully this will be an inspiration for those of you who have a virtual assistant and you're just not using all your hours to get out there and be creative. Give them some tasks to go find themselves some work that's going to be profitable to you. I don't know if that helps anybody. I I, I wasn't even planning on sharing that in today's episode, but it, it just came to me. I, I heard that and, and I just really want to encourage people to be creative with the work that you have your VA do. Anyway, let's move on. I'll tell you what, this is actually part five of uh, tech tools to help you that will help you to collaborate with your virtual assistant. And this is going to be the final part of the five part series of tech tools. Now, with that being said, I want to let you know I'm going to share two more tech tools today. And in the future, I will continue to share technology tools that I find that will help you to collaborate with your VA. It's just that I, I want to move away from from the actual title in this series so that we can get some more creative show titles for the podcast to, to generate more interest in the podcast. Uh, but just know this, even though today is the final part of the five-part series on tech tools to help you collaborate with your VA, we will continue to discuss new tools as I come up with them and stuff like that. And they'll just be included just like anything else in the show uh, randomly here and there. And you can always check out the show notes for all the things that we cover in these podcasts at G- at um, virtualassistantpodcast.com. Tell you what, we are going to turn to the phone lines. And here is Brent Green, who has some thoughts uh, that he wanted to share about virtual assistants. Hi, Cliff. This is Brent Green calling in from Kansas City at PursuingMeaningfulWork.com. Hey, this message is either for Pursuing a Balanced Life or the Virtual Assistant Podcast, whichever you would like. I I just heard you speak on uh, Business Tech Weekly saying, hey, I think I still, I'm working too much. I've got too much going on and uh, need to spend more time with my family, which I think is great that you've uh, made progress on that and you're sensitive to it and working towards that more and more. So I commend you for that. I just want to say, you know, um, the virtual assistant, the international virtual assistant, I think really, really help with that. So if you found somebody, it's it's not just about the money savings, but man, our virtual assistant is 
kicking it. He's in the Philippines, and he just works his head off over there. And he has taken, we actually bumped into 15 hours a week. And the way that we've got it set up, we pay him um, about four and a half bucks an hour. And there were cheaper options than that, but uh, this guy's working hard, and there's other options out there for you. So I would encourage you to consider that. I know you know about the International Virtual Assistant, and I know Andrea's fantastic, but I also know there's probably some, some things that a virtual assistant internationally could do pretty quickly, pretty easily. And if you get the right ones, English is not a problem at all. Hey, love what you do as usual. Um, thanks for doing what you do there at gspn.tv. This is Brent Green uh, from Pursuing Meaningful Work. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Brent, thank you for your call. I'm so glad that you found somebody that's working out for you. I'm also glad to hear that you found somebody that is doing some amazing things, getting some uh, tasks accomplished for you. I mean, at $4.50 an hour is amazing. I mean, it it really is a great value. And I certainly don't have anything against uh, using a virtual assistant internationally. I have not had any experience myself doing so. Um, so far, I've had, uh, you know, Andrea and she's done a wonderful job for me. But I will tell you this. Uh, I did a, I think I talked to Gilbert Berlou. I think it was in episode two or three. I can't remember. At, over at staffvirtual.com. And I interviewed two of his VAs from the Philippines in a subsequent episode. And I want to tell you that just me mentioning them and, and having them on the show like that uh, got them enough leads and, and stuff like that that I've actually been offered uh, a special offer where they are going to um, offer me a virtual assistant to do a, t- uh, a project for me and at no cost to me. So basically, get this. What I did is I sent Andrea a message and I said, Andrea, can you think of anything that I can do? Can we come up with an idea, a project that um, that we could have these people work on? And and here's the situation. I plan on if I if I come up with a project, um, then I plan on having Andrea kind of administrate that for me. Because, you know, obviously, you know, I just don't need more tasks on my list because your call started out, Brent, with the fact that right now I'm just working so many hours. But at the same time, one of the things that I'm doing at at this moment in time is I'm, I'm literally looking for more things that I can give Andrea. And I've been working on um, some additional uh, additional items uh, for my plus membership, because that's one of the things that I still have kept a tight grip on and and it's because there are so many complex what if scenarios what if this happens if this then that there's a lot of if then statements but i've been actually just building it out into an outline uh and and some people will call it mind mapping i think but for me i i don't know if if mind map if i understand mind mapping enough but i'm outlining and and putting together workflows and so i'm doing it myself and I'm taking notes of every single step. And then I plan on, uh, in July, I plan on turning plus membership over to Andrea. I mean, she'll be completely in charge of every aspect of plus membership. And I won't have to deal with that, you know, with the administration of that project anymore. And I'm very, very excited. Uh, I'm looking at Heather. By the by, the way, this is cool. Did I mention last week that we're going live with the virtual assistant podcast? 
You can join us every Thursday at one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time at gspn.tv slash live. And it's really great. I have Heather from Contemporary VA. I also have uh, Andrea in the chat room, and I think they got a couple other VAs from uh, virtual uh, from Contemporary VA in the chat room as well. Which, by the way, special thank you to Heather and all the folks over at Contemporary VA for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, they are my sponsor, and they are the reason why I'm able to bring this episode to you every single week, devoting the time that I do to answering your questions and and sharing some, uh, hopefully, some encouragement and inspiration in this area. And uh, matter of fact, I believe that I have a special interview I might be doing in the near future that I have somebody setting up for me. So very excited about that as well. But anyway, uh, I do have them in the in the chat room. And Heather says, uh, having a virtual assistant delegating your work to another VA. She says, awesome. And Desiree says she's here too. Uh, she's a newbie though. Heather has been training me. So very cool. Some awesome things happening over there at contemporaryva.com. All right, let's move on to the next piece of uh, audio feedback. Now, this is coming in from Carol Baskin. She actually wrote to me via email, and I asked her if she'd be willing to to see if she could find some way to record her audio and tell her story. And, And this is some good stuff. So have a listen to this. Hi, Cliff. This is Carol Baskin. I'm the founder and CEO of Big Cat Rescue. We're a nonprofit organization dedicated to caring for more than 100 lions, tigers, leopards, other big cats. I just wanted to tell you that I love your show, and I really appreciate the fact that you've helped me to rethink some of the stuff that we do with our virtual assistants. We've had virtual assistants since back before that was a common term for them. They were called volunteers or advocates in our organization, and they worked remotely. But rethinking all of this, I decided that I needed somebody that had some technical skills that we didn't have inside our volunteer program. So what I did was I ran an ad on Craigslist Manila because I had heard all this good stuff about people in the Philippines and described what the perfect person for that job would be like. Five minutes later, I had so many people emailing me back and giving me their resumes, which were fabulous. But the way that I decided on a virtual assistant was that I gave them a job to do. And I gave everybody the same job and asked them to do a sampling of it and then email me back with their results. Of course, I found this one classic overachiever who not only gave me back her results, but came up with a lot of ways to improve what I was doing. And so I hired her. She was working for $5 an hour. I thought that was a great deal. She thought it was a great deal. And yet, by the end of the week, I was so in love with this person and with everything that she could do for our organization that I asked her what it would cost to hire her full-time so that she worked for nobody but me. This is a single woman who's putting three children through college right now. And for $7 an hour, she was thrilled, and so was I. She's been working working for us for several months now, and every time she turns in work, I am just even more excited about the quality and how easy she's making my life. So thank you for sharing all of your information about virtual assistance and helping even those of us who have done it for a long time to find better ways to do it. Carol, thank you so much. I am so thankful to get your audio feedback and and, and to hear somebody else in a completely different field. So you, you might think, okay, well, Cliff's got this internet business, you know, and, and sure, it makes sense for him to, to work with somebody in a different area that's not in his geographic location, 
because obviously he's he's a tech guy and he can he can do all that stuff and and it's not that important. But man, what what about a different business? You know, we had questions like, what if I'm a pastor? Do you think if I'm a pastor, I can make use of a virtual assistant? Well, here you have somebody who does an animal rescue. I mean, come on, an animal rescue for large cats, ti- lions, tigers, and well, not bears, but oh my, they're using a virtual assistant, actually multiple, and has somebody who they've got, they started out hiring on a project by project basis at five bucks an hour, somebody who is putting young, ch- or, who are putting children through college, multiple children through college, and is absolutely delighted to be making seven bucks an hour. So, my friends, what I want to tell you, having a virtual assistant for your business should always be a win-win situation. I know when I started looking into a virtual assistant and and it was the hardest thing in my mind to even think that somebody, you know, paying somebody four or five or even 20 bucks an hour to do the things that I didn't want to do. How is that? How does that work out? I mean, for them. But I'm telling you, if you get with the right person and the situations are right, you can find a situation that will be financially beneficial to both parties. And this, I think, is very important because it was one of my biggest gripes or hesitations about even looking into having a virtual assistant because I always heard, you know, you get some help for three bucks an hour four bucks an hour, five bucks an hour. And then when I started to investigate and and to learn what people make in the Philippines or in India or wherever, but, and, and even here in the States, you know, I'll tell you what, what's cool is I love have, and, and by the way, I'm very, I'm very happy with having a domestic virtual assistant here in the United States. I love that I have somebody who, who actually is, is, you know, understands North American cultural culture has grown up in the United States, has, you know, a a lot of similar life experiences. I love all of those things. And, you know, to pay somebody 20 bucks an hour, it was worth it for me personally to be able to have the characteristics of the virtual assistant that I have. And you know what's great about having a virtual assistant here in the States is, and, and, and even what, um, uh, Carol just mentioned is that you can help people work from home. I mean, isn't this the dream? I mean, I remember, you know, when my wife left the workplace, she, she's been a stay at home mom, full time mom since uh, my daughter was, I think, two years old. So ever since Megan was two years old, my wife has been a stay at home mom. And I remember there were times when we were, you know, she was interested in looking at some at home, you know, working from home business opportunities. And of course, you know, there you you get the approach from people like Amway. I mean, come on, seriously. But anyway, if you're an Amway, I'm very sorry. Don't mean to offend you, but okay. Um, anyway, there you get approached by people from Amway. You get all these magazines. You get all these people that say, you know, work from home, make ten grand a month, and you know, blah blah blah. All you have to do is lick envelopes. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, seriously. Um, but then, then you get the pampered chef parties and it's like, Oh, don't, don't, no, 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 don't do that. You know, it's, you know, I hate it when you get invited to these things and we couldn't afford it. And now, now you're just going to put other people in, in those kind of conversations in their homes. Don't do that. And of course my wife did do the Mary Kay thing. 
uh, which, you know, of all of them, I think Mary Kay is probably my favorite at home, traditional, you know, it's been around for a long time, business opportunities. Uh, but but still, with that being said, I think they still push people to, to you know, invest thousands of dollars in a product inventory. And I think that that's a farce. And one of the things I hate, I did hate about um, the whole the, the whole package of everything that Stephanie got from um, from Mary Kay is one of the CDs that she got. One of the motivational CDs that she got was a talk that somebody had gave, and they said, "Listen, I don't, you know, I don't like debt any more than anybody else." But I'll tell you what, for this, I went out and I got a credit card that had a five thousand dollar thing, and I got the career kit inventory package, and it was the best thing I ever did, and. I heard it's like, oh, you're just encouraging people to go more in debt. This is ridiculous. Five thousand dollars in debt is is not a good idea to start a business. And so, what I do love about virtual assistants, I think you'll find in this piece of audio feedback that I got from Josh. Hi, Cliff. Uh, this is Josh from uh, Portsmouth, Ohio, uh, for your uh, virtual assistant podcast, and. Uh, Cliff, I just wanted to, to thank you for you know all that you've done with with this podcast. Uh, I know one of your your or I know your sponsor for it is Contemporary VA. Uh, you know, I looked into you know possibly even becoming a VA myself. Uh, my wife was interested in it. Uh, she jumped on board right away. Uh, uh, heard a little bit about uh, what you had told me through your uh, wonderful podcast here, and uh, just. As a matter of fact, uh, today we found out we, you know, we were blessed that uh, she's just joined the ranks of the virtual assistant. So there's, you know, one more talented virtual assistant for anyone out there who's interested. Uh, but uh, mostly, I just, you know, wanted to tell you, uh, you know, thanks again, Cliff. I, I really, uh, you know, we, we love what you do. Josh, thank you so much. I am very excited for your wife, and and I, you know, I pray that she is she finds great success. And so, basically, where I was going with that whole story is that this is this is a wonderful at home business opportunity for many people out there. Um, you know, if you have gifts of organization, administration, you are a people person. You like to talk to people on the phone. You like you like to organize um, lists. You like to you like to you like to check things off of a list. You know, all these different things. There are there are so many opportunities out there in the in the industry of being a virtual assistant, and it is something, my friends. You know, this is something that the industry's been around for quite some time. It really has. But I'm telling you that the the word of mouth and and the adoption rate of having a virtual assistant I see is is catching like wildfire. Now, it could be just because I just got in in January and all of a sudden I've found some great success. I've been talking about it so much and so many other people say, "Wow, Cliff, you've inspired me to give it a shot." Uh, and so maybe I'm 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 in some kind of little bubble, but I don't think I am because actually people I talk to that really don't know who I am. I, I met a bunch of people at uh, PodCamp Ohio this week and, and then several of which did not who had not known me previously. And in conversations with them, I told them about some of the podcasts that I do. They said, virtual assistant. Oh, you know what? I've been thinking about getting one of those. And they and they were talking about and all of a sudden I had an entire table of people everybody relating stories to me about either themselves or somebody they know 
who has been using a virtual assistant. My friends, this never happened in the past. I remember bringing up the phrase VA and everybody thought I was talking about a hospital for people who were in the military. And and so it's I'm telling you, it, it's catching on. So for those of you who are looking for an for some uh, means of income from, you know, from working from home, this this could be something for you, something for you to at least consider. And the startup cost of being a virtual assistant, not very high. All right. It's not. It's not very high at all. Now, um, let's move on to some other conversations here. We want to talk about some technology tools. So I am going to share with you again. This is the this is the final episode that I'm going to title Tech Tools for We're Collaborating with Your Virtual Assistant. But I want to tell you about two more tools that I think could be helpful for you. Uh, first and foremost, I want to tell you about HiRise. HiRise is a customer or client relationship manager, or a CRM software. Now, there are lots of different options out there, okay? So when I say high-rise, it's kind of like saying Kleenex, all right? So use any of them that you want, but here's what I want to encourage you to do is find some software. Um, And I'm not familiar, before I used high-rise, I never used CRM software before. I basically had, you know, my contact list in my iPhone, and... (laughs) And, and or on my Google contacts and and really didn't have any way of uh, tracking a lot of stuff. And I had a to-do list, which, you know, sometimes was just, you know, adding a bunch of items to my calendar. So, so for me, uh, high rise was my first entry into customer relationship management. And, and, and let me tell you why I got into it, because when I first started out in doing podcasting, new media as a career, you know, I started out with one client. His name was Dave McClellan. He was the chief engineer of Corvette from 1975 to 1992. And he wanted to actually chronicle the history of the Corvette because he was afraid that, you know, that, that this was going to, to, to go without being told the, the true story behind this. And uh, he started interviewing people who were in their 90s. Actually, if you go to CorvetteChief.com, there are several interviews with people who actually were the the creators of the original Corvette, the original history of this thing that since recording them have passed on. So he, he, he's preserved this history. That was my first client, but I'll tell you what, it took me a long time before I got, was able to, you know, capture a second ongoing client and then it slowly built. And I'll tell you what, it was all easily managed with Google docs. I mean, seriously, I would I would have every client would have their own Google Doc and I would actually update all this information inside of there. All the things that I would do, I'd just keep all these notes. Well, when when I actually got to the point where I had like 40, 50, 60 clients over the course of, a, you know, the first year, it's just like all of a sudden it's like uh, this is getting a little cumbersome to kind of keep track of. And then, of course, you know, there was one point in September of last year that I added like 15 I think it was between 15 and 20 clients all within a one week period of time. And it was crazy. I couldn't remember the people's names when I actually got them on the phone. And, uh, and, and, and it, was, it was just horrible. So let me tell you what I did. I actually went out and I researched this. I had some people tell me about high rise and some other services. I decided to go with high rise because they're a very successful, very, very profitable company and they charge 
for their services. I like companies that charge for their services because companies that charge for their services that have uh, you know, a profitable business model, I, I have a feeling those companies are going to be the ones that will still be around in four or five years from now. And when it comes to customer service relationship management software, you want software that you can depend on, that you know it's going to be there. I wanted also something that was going to be in the cloud. And by that, what I'm talking about is in the cloud, meaning that it's available on the internet. I don't have to install any software on my individual computer. This was important to me because I wanted to be able to access it from multiple computers. But now that I have a virtual assistant, oh my goodness, is it very valuable out there uh, for me to have access to it via the internet. Because now my assistant, Andrea, can sign into my high-rise account anytime, day or night. She can get in there. And here's here's what high-rise does for me, all right? Number one, it's a, it's a contact email contact list, first and foremost. So you can keep all of your contacts, their addresses, email address, phone numbers, birthdays of anybody you know, what the dog, what their dog's name is, you know, any kind of personal details. You can put all that into the, the contact field. There's a little background area. You can put little notes about how you met this person and all of those different things. And so um, it is, it's, a, it's a really great tool for keeping up just the contact information all in itself. But then there's the ability to do several other things such as leave notes. And so every single time I have a phone call, even, excuse me, got, ah, something was in my mouth. I apologize about that. Anyway, anytime I get somebody that calls me, let's just say I take a phone call and, and this wasn't a scheduled call, but somebody calls and says, Cliff, I'm having a problem and this is going on. Can you help me real quick? And, and I take maybe three minutes of my time. It's like, oh yeah, you just go in and change this setting, that setting and that setting. And then boom, they're done, right? Well, normally... In the old days, would I open up Google Docs and go in and add that I talked to that person? No. And, you know, am I going to bill that person for that? Probably not. And, 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 and so it would just go along and I would forget that I ever even did that. However, now that I have high rise, I go into I, I have my high rise. It's actually usually always open in my t- in one of the tabs on my browser anyway. But I would go and type that person's name real fast. Just the first couple letters. It'll pull up their name immediately. And then I just type in a little note and it says, you know, just talk to so-and-so and gave them this answer and then hit send. And that all of a sudden that note is on there. That note is on there. And then let's just say all of a sudden Andrea goes and checks my email and she sees in my email inbox is a note from this person, an email from this person saying, hey, I'm having this problem. I can't do this. Can you help me? And rather than Andrea you know, going and spending time researching that issue, she would be able to go into and do a search for that client and she could see the note where I actually took a phone call where he asked this question, I gave him the answer and she'd be able to know immediately that that's already resolved. So it, it is a really great tool for keeping track of all these conversations that you're having. The best thing for me though, the best thing for me is the fact that Every time I have a consulting call, I always give a buffer of at least 30 minutes before my next consulting call. And what I do is I spend probably about 10 minutes before my call, sometimes more depending on how big of a call that is or or how big of a client it is, what all I'm doing. But what I'll do is I'll spend usually about 10 minutes before I'm supposed to get on the phone with somebody and I read through the notes. 
I read through the last couple notes. I read through. It's like, oh, you know what? I haven't talked to this client forever. He's called to schedule an appointment. Andrea set it up. I can see that it. I, I can see the notes that Andrea's put in the note in the in the uh, contact list here. I can see that she says that they're con- they're actually hiring me to help them with this, this, and this. And it's like, man, I just don't remember who this person is. And then I look down. And it's like, oh, I remember having that email conversation with them, which I'll talk about e- email in just a minute. But anyway, so I'm able to actually review and get a good feeling about who this client is. And again, remember I told you in the contact list, there you can have this little field called background information. And, and this, my friends, anytime you enter somebody into HiRise or your content uh, con- client relationship management software, any personal details that you know, like some, if somebody says, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm sorry, I had to, I have to reschedule my appointment. Uh, my, I just found out that my father's in the hospital. Why well, put that into the contact list? And so, by golly, when I actually have the call that comes up next week, which, gosh, is a week later, which sometimes to me seems like four months later because of how busy it gets around here. But what happens is I get on the phone. It's like, oh, I've, I've got a phone call with so-and-so. And I go in and I'm, I'm preparing for the call and it says, um, had to reschedule one of our, our, our appointment on June 12th uh, due to father being in the hospital. So guess what I'm going to do when I'm talking to that client? When I get that client on the phone, I'm going to ask how her father's doing. This, my friends, makes the world of difference. Makes the world of difference. Now, I said I'd mentioned something about email. Now, one of the things that I can do, they have this thing in high-rise. It's called your email drop box. All right. So what I can do is I can actually create a contact in my contact list in my email in my email program, which I use Gmail, obviously, or Google Apps more more specifically. But anyway, I can actually set up a contact and it'll actually have a special address. It'll say Dropbox and it's got a special code in there and it'll say at HighRiseHQ.com. And what I can do is anytime you email me and I respond back to you, I can actually send a blind carbon copy to this Dropbox email address. And what it will do is it will forward that to HighRise and HiRise will look at your email address and match it up with your contact in my HiRise account, and it will put both your original message and my response in as a note on your contact list. So, you know, sure, in Gmail, do I have the ability to search for conversations that you and I have had? Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, when I'm getting ready to be on a phone call where you're paying me 150 bucks an hour for the next two hours... By golly, I want to be able to just go in to high rise, click on your name, and I can say, see just the email conversations that you and I have had that would have led up to this uh, consulting call where you're now about to ready to pay me uh, for my time. So, so very helpful there. And then I want to tell you one other thing I do like about high rise uh, as a service, and 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 it's just a huge benefit for me. They have an iPhone application. Now, the iPhone application means that I can actually access my contacts and and notes and all of these other things um, from my iPhone. I can see the contact information. I can see all those notes. I can research it right from my phone. But not only that, but they also have on the iPhone a voice memo feature. 
So on any contact, I can go into my iPhone, pull up the contact, and then on, on the contact screen, there's a thing that says record voice note or voice memo. I can click on that, and then there's a record button and a stop button. I hit the record button, record a message, hit stop, and immediately it syncs that by uploading it to High Rise and puts that as an audio note on that client's file. So here's what I do. After every consulting call that I do, after every consulting call, I immediately pull up my iPhone, I open High Rise, search for their contact, I hit record. Just got off the phone with John. Uh, we spent two hours, and on the call, we set up their WordPress. We also set up their RSS feed. We submitted their podcast to iTunes. Uh, he's going to get with his graphic artist to um, have some uh, a header made for the site. Uh, we're also going to have, he said he's going to set up his Twitter and his Facebook account. During the next time we get together, the big things that we're going to work on is making sure that we get the, we finish up the design of his site. And we're also going to make sure that we set up a Facebook fan page. And we're also going to put social media links where people can uh, easily follow him right from the website. And uh, that's what we're going to do during our next call. And then I hit stop. And then what I do is that's it. I don't have to do anything else. That immediately uploads to the web and it's in my high rise available both for me to listen to from my iPhone and on the web. And so guess what? The next time, so the next time that I'm getting ready to go into a consulting call, let's just say that Joe or whatever I just said his name was, doesn't call me for three weeks. He's got bu- he's got busy. And then all of a sudden, now he contacts Andrea, says, I want to get back on Cliff's schedule. Andrea books the call. I know nothing about it until, what, 30 minutes before I'm supposed to actually be on the phone with him. And so what do I do? It's been three weeks. I don't remember anything about who Joe is. I mean, I know him. It's like I remember talking with him, but I don't remember. What are we doing? Because I help so many different people doing a lot of the same things over and over again. So what do I do? I go to Joe. I could read the audio or I could read the text notes, but I'll tell you what, it sure has been nice to just click and say and, and then hear me say exactly what we've covered so far and then know exactly what I plan to cover the next time I talk to him. So when I get on the phone with him, it's like, so, Joe, how did how did the graphics turn out? You know, um, you know, did you you know what what Twitter ID did you end up going with? You know, and, and, and it's like, okay, uh, I see that, you know, we connected on Facebook. So today we're, let me just make sure I get this correct. Today, the, the big three areas is that we're going to finish up the design of your site. We're going to, uh, we're going to set up a Facebook fan page and we're going to make it to where people can easily connect you. Is that what we're covering today? Boom. Bingo. This person thinks I've got it all together and it's because I do have it all together and it's because I'm using high rise. And I love one other feature. One other feature is that it also includes a task list. So you can actually add tasks. So for example, if I send, if I do a, if I do a consulting call, if I, if I'm really, really busy, I know that it's like, man, I've got it. I've got 30 minutes before my next call. I'm going to go grab something to, to snack on real fast and I don't have time to send the invoice. So I can go in there and add a task and say, you know what? Um, send invoice to Joe. Uh, for for two hours, and 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 I can set that due today, and or due tomorrow, meaning the task is due for me to actually create that tomorrow, and so I can actually put that on there, and it will remind me to do that. And you can set tasks for all your clients. You can set all kinds of tasks. What was great, and this is where Andrea. And by the way, one of the things that was going on for me, 
All right. And, but, and they also have this thing called deals. I know that I'm going all over the place here, but bear with me. They have this thing called deals that you can add to a task. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a super note, if you will. But a deal is something where you say, Hey, here's a project that, or a, or, or here's a possible sale that I'm working on. And, and what I, what this is, is this person's asking about equipment, you know, and it's a possible order. And, and so this can actually be sitting in there on a client and, and I might have all of these people who have contacted me for equipment proposals. So I, I was giving out proposal after proposal for all this equipment that I sell. And the thing is, is I was always so busy doing equipment proposals that I never had time to follow up on them. I Now, don't get me wrong. I was, I was selling a lot of equipment. I think I've sold more than... Well, hold on. I'll tell you real quick. Um, do, 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 do. Equipment, no. Uh, pricing, no. Equipment orders. So far, I have sold, and this is since January of 2008, I've sold $126,000 in equipment. All right? In, in, in podcasting microphones and mixers. $126,000. So you can see that I've been, I've been busy, right? So I, I, now here's the situation, though. I was doing so so many so many proposals that the only time I would ever actually make a sale is if they called me back. All right, they would call me back and say, "Hey, I want to go with that proposal that you sent me." And so I would process the order. But I was there was all these equipment proposals that were out there that I never followed up on. So I started to actually just keep track of all those proposals. But it wasn't until January when Andrea came along that I, even though I had set up to-do items or tasks for me to follow up, I just kept putting them off, putting them off, putting them off because these people aren't, didn't ask me to follow up with them. It's just that this is something I should do when I have some time, but I never had time. So when I hire uh, Andrea, you guys have heard the story before. The very first week that she paid, that she worked for me, I taught her how to follow up on these equipment sales. And the first week she worked for me, she closed one of the equipment sales that was a proposal that I had done. And the profit I made on that one equipment sale paid for two months of her assistance. So, and and how did that happen? Why did that happen? It's because I had used a virtual assistant, taught her, trained her how to do my sales process, and I showed her how I use high rise and she was able to go in and actually see these deals that were pending. And she was able to read about the, the read the notes and the background of the client. She was actually able to see some of the equipment that was actually on the order. And when she actually writes an email to finally follow up and say, hey, you know what? I want to touch base with you. I'm Cliff Ravenscraft's assistant. I see that on, you know, back in back in uh, March, he did a proposal for you for a high microphone phone and some other equipment. I would like to know if you had any additional questions or if you were interested in placing an order. Very personal touch. Very. And now the thing is, is Andrea didn't know any of these people, but she's able to can, she's able because of high rise to get a little bit of a background about the order, about the proposal, about the person and, and generate a very professional, very personal note following up with that person rather than saying I'm Cliff's re- assistant and I understand that he talked to you and you've talked to him in the past about equipment would you like to place an order no it's 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 about the Heil microphone it's about the the Mackie mixer it's about the you know it's it's about the whatever and and I tell you it has radically been awesome so high rise 
high rise. And if you just go to uh, gspn.tv slash high rise, by the way, it'll take you right there. gspn.highrise, that's H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E. Very cool. All right. And then the final uh, piece of uh, um, the puzzle here that I'm going to tell you is a service called Hootsuite. That's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com. Hootsuite dot com. This is a way that you can actually work with your virtual assistant and you guys can work together, together on a new, uh, on a social networking campaign or strategy. Basically, now, and, and by the way, I want to tell you, I have not yet taken advantage of this with my virtual assistant. This is my social media connections is not something that I've delegated yet. I'm not quite sure that I will delegate my social networking connections because for me, that's something I desire to do personally for the most part. But I can see that, you know what, to be honest with you, and Andrea, I know that you're listening right now, and so here's what I'd like to do is I'd like to actually find a way, uh, oh, maybe. Anyway, I'd like to talk to you sometime about how to create kind of like a summary at the end of the day of all the posts that you've updated and, you know, and, and linking where those are. And, and then all of a sudden you could actually send out a Twitter message using Hootsuite uh, on my behalf with a little note that with a link that will take them to a note that says all the different podcasts that you put up and and links to where they can get them and stuff like that. I'm dreaming big here. I have to, we'd have to flesh out the details, but because I have Hootsuite, it allows me to sign in with all my credentials. It's another cloud-based computing software. So there's no software for you to install. It lives inside the browser on the web. And so once I get it all set up, I can actually create an account on my account to share with Andrea and she would actually be able to log in and she would be able to post to my LinkedIn account, my Facebook account, my uh, Twitter account, and I think some other service. I'm not sure. There might be other services, but there's a whole lot you can do with that. And um, there you go. Uh, Let's see here. So, you know what? I think I'm already at 53 minutes. I'm trying to shoot for 30 minutes a week on these so that I don't overburden you with too much content. But uh, I absolutely love what I'm doing here. And and again, I'm so thankful to have each and every one of you listening. Uh, I want to encourage you to come join me live one uh, Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can do that at gspn.tv slash live. And of course, you can always give me a call. By the way, um, I've used all the voice feedback that I have for this show. So I desperately want to hear from you. 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven. Again, that phone number eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Are you using a virtual assistant? What kind of obstacles do you think are in your way? Are you using a virtual assistant that's been beneficial, helpful to you? We want to hear your testimony. Do you have questions of any type related to this topic? Give us a call eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. I'll be back again next week, my friends talking more about this journey of how delegating has changed my life. God bless you all. We'll talk to you then. Until next time, join the community.